leadership in cybersecurity isn't just about understanding threats. It's about leading a team to navigate them with confidence. At CPF Coaching LLC, we specialize in taking your leadership skills to the next level. With over 15 years in the cybersecurity field, we empower professionals and startups to reach unprecedented heights. Imagine having a personalized coaching experience tailored to your unique career ambitions. From strategic planning to masterful pitch and interview preparations, we're here to guide you through every challenge. Join us for our unique value proposition workshops or dive into our vibrant learning community for continuous skill advancement. Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it. Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session. Welcome to another episode of Breaking into Cybersecurity Leadership. Welcome to another episode of Breaking into Cybersecurity Leadership. Uh, today, we have Brad Voris, who will be joining us. Um, this podcast is focused on cybersecurity leaders and sharing their experiences with others so that they can get their own cybersecurity leadership career. Brad, why don't you share a little bit about your background and what got you to this point in your career? Sure. So my name is Brad Voris. I've been in IT security mm, about 22, 23 years. Uh, I started out in the help desk like a lot of us did and worked my way up into uh, network engineering, system engineering, system architecture, network architecture, then eventually decided to do a migration into purely cybersecurity in about 2016. And what made you decide to shift from being an individual contributor to um, leading a team or leading people? Well, I'll say I'm still an individual contributor to an extent. Uh, I do lead teams. I mean, my, my focus is primarily in a leadership slash consultancy role. But I'd say I like to lead, focus on teamwork, uh, building out discussions, promoting ideas to challenge viewpoints, to challenge people and security and technology. You know, it's how I like to develop my spare time as well is, you know, I'll also focus on some technical proficiencies to try and keep myself sharp. That way I'm just not one of those leaders that doesn't have that technical skill set. So when I came, what, when it comes to those critical skills for being a cybersecurity leader, in your point of view, which ones do you focus on as your critical skills? Uh, I would definitely say that as a leader, uh, having empathy for my employees, for my staff members, having uh, a capability to listen to what they need, what, you know, what troubles them, what resources that they need to be able to function, to be able to do their job. So, it really helps as a tenured professional to be able to sit and talk with individuals to find out where we have shortfalls in our security program, where we have shortfalls in our technology, where we have shortfalls in our resources in general. It helps to go back to stakeholders and talk with them 
about what they have concerns about, where there are problems. I'd say one of the biggest critical skills that any leader can have, and really any person can have, is the ability to listen and understand. Yeah, em empathy is um, one of one of the most important skills in, in my point of view as well. Um, what other skills would you say are, are critical? Well, no, I'm not going to harp too hardly on uh, listening to my employees because that's kind of the number one thing. But I'll say as cybersecurity professionals, we do a great job or at least a much better job than we did four or five years ago of being able to do that board level translation of what risk is in the organization from a technology, from a security control standpoint to the board and having them understand what those risks are. And that's helping to really, really develop, you know, the tools, the budgets for everything that security programs need and security professionals need to be able to move forward. But what I'm starting to see is a lot of entity coming back. And that falls squarely on us leaders when we come back to our staff and say, you know, we were provided this budget, we were provided this capability from the budget or from the uh, board of directors. This is what we need to do moving forward. You know, there's this translation that seems to be, you know, we seem to be losing as professionals going back to our staff, going back to our employee base and saying, you know, this is what we have. This is where we like to go present us with new ideas. We have challenges ahead. Let's move forward. That seems to be a continuing theme I'm seeing you know, from a uh, senior leadership, you know, really across the board in a lot of different industries. So it sounds like empathy, communication, and vision setting um, are some of your, your, your top skills. Oh, yeah. Let's say one other would be consistency. You know, a lack of consistency between the actions that we have what we commit and what we do on paper translates a lot to you know your staff members if they see us acting or behaving in, in a certain way and then you know not adhering to what we would consider professionalism that's a big deal and when it comes to uh, a skill like influence what's your point of view on that i mean it really depends on the uh, the level of influence you know, professional influence, I'll say it, it, it's great to be able to go out and provide, you know, oversight, some guidance, some consultancy on, you know, best practices on things. But when it comes down to the, the core of, you know, hey, I'm just trying to be flashy or I'm just trying to be showy and I'm not truly representing who I am or who my branding is or how I'm trying to be, you know, that's not setting a very good example. You know, it's not something that you are. What you want to do is you want to provide guidance. You want to promote teamwork. You want to lead by example. And when it comes to that level of influence, that's what you want to portray yourself as. Not a rock star, not a purple squirrel, not a ninja, none of that BS. You know, we want to focus on who we are. We're problem solvers and we're people. Let's focus on that. So would you also say that influence allows you to communicate say to the board or back to your stakeholders as to what the vision is and help them get buy-in on that i would definitely say that you know when it comes to influence internally to an organization when you have that level of influence you have that capability it's 
one of those you have to build that level of human with stakeholders, with the board of directors, with your own staff. You know, that's like the old saying of trust and trust and verify. But when it comes down to it, you build that rapport with, you know, your organization. You build that rapport with all the stakeholders and the programs that you have and the programs that you support. You build that rapport with your C-level suite. You know, and that level of influence requires dedication, time, understanding, listening, empathy. You know, and that's not only empathy for your staff members, but it's empathy for board of directors and empathy for other people within the organization, even third party that you have to work with on a uh, fairly routine basis, like your vendors. You know, you got to have respect for them just the same as you would for anybody else that works within your organization. And what are some of the ways that you reach out and connect with them? Would you say networking is another critical skill to be able to do that? Most definitely. Uh, I'll say that scheduling, you know, depending upon availability, scheduling one-on-ones or group meetings, really breaking the ice, getting to know individuals, getting to know uh, what people's concerns are, especially when it comes down to like strictly focusing around business. You really want to know as a security professional, you know, my job is to reduce risk across the organization. You know, my job is sit there, provide a level of consultancy to review, to document. But at the end of the day, I'm just reducing risk. Finding out what people's chief concerns are, what those stakeholders fear when it comes to their people process data and technology, because ultimately that's what they care about. How can we reduce risk around that? It's listening, it's understanding, finding out what it is that they have concerns about, how you can address those from a risk-based perspective, how you can, you know, how you can provide guidance, guide rails, blueprints, designs, you know, architect a solution and deploy that solution, keeping them in mind and meeting their needs. And that also helps to build that rapport that build that level of influence throughout the organization. Networking in itself, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was gonna say networking in itself, I mean, I, I believe it's a, a very, very important skill. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for networking. Now, I talk quite a bit to a lot of entry-level professionals that are trying to get into the business. They're looking at you know, analyst roles. They're looking at engineering roles. They've got degrees. They've got all kinds of certifications. They struggle. And it's sitting down and finding out where they have issues between resumes and LinkedIn profiles. And, and getting that level of visibility for them. That's really that whole baseline for networking. It's not just about C-suite. It's not just about you know internal in my organization. It's me as a human being also focusing on other human beings trying to you know become successful to accomplish something. And I, I would say for individuals that are coming into the job market, or coming into a large organization, a multinational organization, how would you recommend that they network internally in order to progress their careers? You know, it, that's a great question. And that's really going to be dependent upon the organization. My first recommendation of, you know, when you get your foot in the door for any organization is start talking with leadership. You know, anybody you can, Go to your manager first, say, hey, I want to set up some one-on-ones, even if it's a 10, 15-minute meeting. Let them do introductions. You know, get your foot in the door with other stakeholders throughout the organization, even if they're not re specifically relevant to your 
uh, particular role. Say you're a security analyst and you're coming in and you want to talk to somebody that's in some other facet of the business. You know what? It's a great idea to sit down and find out more about what that that unit of the business does and how you can better serve the business overall to help them, even if you're not directly helping them. So these are the little things that we typically don't think about, you know, getting into a role. You know, at, at the end of the day, it's really, really vital for us to understand what a business does as a member of that business to try and help that business be successful and reduce risk. Any other tips you would give um, along those lines? Sure. I mean, it, it comes down to communication. Uh, look at, you know, org charts, find out, you know, who's, you know, in some of these roles and reach out to them, shoot them an email, connect with them on LinkedIn. I, I can't emphasize enough about the importance of LinkedIn and networking and providing visibility to yourself, visibility to others. Uh, you know, also develop your own personal brand. You know, that that, that kind of ties in with that level of influence that ties in with that level of, you know, visibility that ties into help boosting your career, continuing education, tying that back into those facets of the organization. Because at the end of the day, you're also focusing on trying to build yourself as a better, you know, professional, whether it's a security professional or a technology professional and getting that level of vis visibility, getting that level of focus and continuing. And what are some of the things that you do to, to build that brand? Sure. So for me, I do a, a mentorship program that I've got through a Cyber Mentor Dojo. I like to you know, do at least a dozen to two dozen posts, I'd say a year, sometimes more on LinkedIn. That way there's a little bit more visibility. You know, programs like this, you know, where... People get to see me, they get to see what it is that I do, how I work, uh, you know, going out and doing conferences. That's a big thing. I love going to conferences. I love getting that opportunity to go meet people and see what it is that they do and how they can help me. I can help them, how we can build each other, you know, how we can build up our careers, how we can do things, how we can all be successful in what we do, how we can minimize risk and how we can, you know, prevent threat hackers from gaining access to organizations, you know, by working together. And that's a lot of what I try and emphasize on. You know, it's the little things like that where we work together, we look at, you know, where things are, how things work throughout organizations, throughout industries. We look at how, uh, what the impacts are from threat actors what solutions work kind of around those industries. And we talk about that, we discuss that, we, we, we build rapports around that. And that also goes back to that level of influence and seeing, you know, what solutions work for other people and what work for me or my organization or so forth. And what regards to any final advice that you would give to an individual looking to get into leadership, what would that be? Take your time, you know, this, this really all comes down to don't be in a hurry. You know, we get into a hurry so much with everything we do. Everything is instant gratification in our society. And, you know, it, it does have its own merits, but at the same, uh, same time, it has a lot of faults. You know, we need to spend time building relationships. We need to spend time, spend time building our network. We need to, you know, understand what it is that our stakeholders need in an organization. 
We need to make sure we've got a proper education, that we've got a, prop, a proper focus on who it is and building ourselves up and building up confidence. A lot of times what I see is we come into a role, we don't have a lot of confidence, we can't speak. Speaking is very, very critical. It, it ties back in with listening. Listening by far is probably the most critical skill set anyone can ever have. Listening followed by understanding by being able to speak upon that topic. For me, take your time, build up your rapport, getting a good, good fundamental understanding of how things work, understanding the fundamentals, and then being able to apply yourself. Take your time. Well, Brad, thank you for joining us for another episode of Breaking into Cybersecurity Leadership, where we have quick, quick bites of what you need so that you could deliver on impact for your career. Brad, thank you very much for taking this time out today. Well, thank you very much, Chris. I really do appreciate it. In the rapidly evolving world of cybersecurity, your business needs a guide that's as dynamic as the threats you face. CPF Coaching LLC delivers unparalleled expertise to elevate your cybersecurity startup or business with a decade and a half of specialized experience. We're not just advisors, we're your strategic partners in growth and risk mitigation. Our tailored advisory services range from immediate hourly guidance to comprehensive three or six month packages, all supported with encrypted messaging for real-time assistance. For more information, cpfcoaching.com is your destination. Forge a path to success and distinction in the cybersecurity landscape. Connect with CPF Coaching LLC today and secure your business's future.